Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, Chicago! What is good, everybody? It is your boy, Path the Designer, back at it again. Appreciate y'all for tuning in for another episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. If you have not done so yet, please hit that like button, subscribe to the page, man. Push the button. Come on. Push the button. Come on, push the button. Yeah, come on, push the button. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page, man. Push the button because Justin Fields has been named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. And so we got to get in here and ask this question, right? And I know there's a lot of people, and, and I think over the last couple of days, right, there's been a lot of people who have been very, very excited about Justin Fields, very in support of what Justin has been able to do, but then have also asked the question that on the other side, right, like, is he going to be able to do this consistently? Can he do this in a win? Can he do this uh, where he's actually throwing the ball more than he's passing the ball? So we'll break down some of that kind of and where he's at with that. Drop those bardons in the chat if you have not done so as well, man. And we'll get all that and more on today's episode of The Daily Show. We'll also listen in on some of the press conferences that have been happening around Justin Fields and around uh, um, the Chicago Bears uh, and, and them preparing right for a week versus the Lions. Hey, listen, y'all know I'm coming with free smoke. Anytime we got Detroit in the building, you know I'm coming with free smoke. So shout out to y'all for tuning in and rocking with us, man. We got a fun show today, man. Let's get into it. Appreciate y'all for showing love. Here's the thing. Let's let's get it started on this, right? And I think this is the part to me that sticks out most when you're talking about, okay, What do the Bears really have in Justin Fields? Did the Bears finally get this right? And I think you have to zoom out. Because in Chicago, we're so focused on Justin. And I think Justin is a heck of an athlete. I think Justin is a heck of a player. I think he's going to turn out to be a heck of a QB for the Chicago Bears. I really do. I think the Bears finally found their franchise quarterback. Y'all heard me say that. I think the Chicago Bears have a quarterback. 
And not only that, right, but a modern-day quarterback that's actually going to be able to make plays in the modern-day NFL, that's actually going to be able to play the modern game of football. I think the Bears have a legitimate quarterback here. But you have to ask yourself, right, and, and almost zoom out of just the quarterback position because – it's not just about Justin Fields that gets you to this point. Having Justin Fields, does it help? Heck yeah. Having Justin Fields, does it change the outlook of your team? Absolutely. Does it make you feel like, right, like you're moving in the right direction? Like you're going, uh, 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 like your team is actually going to be moving forward and be able to compete for things long term that, that, top teams in the NFL, it makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside that you have a quarterback. It does. But there's more than just Justin Fields that goes into my excitement around this team, right? My excitement around this team and the question, did the Bears get it right? I'm asking that question on Luke Getze. Is Luke Getze going to continue to put Justin Fields in the right position? Because you know what? I've seen coaches who are uh, who have mediocre talent, who have subpar talent, who have talent that isn't going to help you on the field long term. And guess what? They still make that talent look good. And when we had Matt Nagy here, we could say a lot of that on the offensive side of the ball, right? Oh, Mitch didn't have protection. Mitch didn't have this. Matt Nagy did not make his quarterback look good. He did not play to his quarterback strengths. So when I'm asking, did the Bears get it right? I'm looking at the OC first. And I know Matt Nagy was the head coach, but he was also calling the play. So I'm looking at the OC first. Is he putting Justin Fields in a position to be successful? Here's why I feel good about that, right? Justin Fields, yes, he did rush the ball 15 yards, NFL record, 178 yards, averaged 11.9 yards per carry on the day. But at the end of the day, they did not lose their identity in this game. Yeah, Justin threw the ball a little bit more for sure, trying to get it out there, trying to get it more to Claypool, get it more to Mooney, different things like that. But... They didn't lose their identity. David Montgomery ran the ball 14 times. Wasn't making a lot of headway. They were selling out on the run. Wasn't making a lot of headway. Only 36 yards, 2.6 yards per carry. Was struggling a little bit, but they were still going. Khalil Herbert, seven rushes that day. Cole Komet had two rushes. Chase Claypool had one rush. Darnell Mooney had one rush. They understand what their identity is. They're a team that can run the football that has a quarterback that does a really good job of extending plays with his legs. So I'm zooming out on this. Did the Chicago Bears get it right? Did the Bears get it right with Getze? I think they did. I think he just had to grow as a play caller. I think that he just had to grow and understand, okay, because we've seen him in the last two weeks offensively, in the last three weeks offensively, out-scheme a couple of really good defenses. I know in that clip I said Miami's are top defense, a really good defense. Miami's, man, Miami gives up a lot of yards and stuff like that. But Dallas, you scored 29 on Dallas in a loss, absolutely. There's a lot of things defensively that went wrong in that game. The Bills, you know that they got a defense. I'm sorry, not the Bills, the, the Patriots. You know that they got defense. That's what Bill Belichick does best. You outscheme Bill Belichick, somebody who's been great at destroying first and second year quarterbacks. Especially the second year guys that get a little feeling of warm and bubbly inside, destroy them. 
And so I'm looking at, okay, Luke Getzey's out-scheming those guys. I'm zooming out even further. Did you get the head coach right? Is he putting your team in a position to develop? Is he putting your team in a position where your coordinators have the autonomy to do what they want to do? Is he developing guys that are here? Is he putting a good game plan? Is he keeping the mindset of this team together? You got to understand, coming into this Miami game and the part that gets me even more, right, like, oh, wow, look at look at Flus here. Look at th- this, is, this is the right guy. This is the right head coach. This is the right combination here because you coming off a week where you traded away Roquan Smith, and, yeah, you get Chase Claypool in there, but one of your big leaders in that locker room is gone. How's your team going to respond mentally? How's your team going to come out on the field? How's your team going to come out? Are they going to look prepared to play? Are they going to look like, oh, man, we just lost one of our best players, man, we're really struggling. It didn't look like the Bears weren't prepared to play. It looked like the Bears understood what they had to do to go out there and get a win. Yeah, now it's on the offensive side. I'd like a little bit more on the defensive side. Allen Williams, you got to step up a little bit more for me on that. I think that um, you you have definitely a, a lack of talent there, and they were attacking right where Roquan Smith would have been just about all day. But, uh, you know, like, hey, let's get it together. But I'm zooming out. Did the Chicago Bears get it right? Zoom out even further. Take a look at Ryan Poles, everything that he's done since he's been here, trading away big names, getting some pieces in here, looking at Justin Fields and saying he's the guy that we need to be focused on. He's the guy that we need to be game planning around. He's the guy that going into every week is the best athlete on the field, is our best player on the field, sometimes is the best player on the field. That's where we need to focus on. So now I'm going to trade defense for offense. I'm slowly going to make this transition. But I don't really look at these receivers that we have right now and say this is going to be great. Let's trade this pick here. Let's go get Chase Claypool uh, in the in the draft, right? I think we'll be able to find receivers in the draft next year, possibly. That's probably where we'll look for them. This year, hey, let's go get a couple of solid defenders that are going to be cornerstone pieces for this Bears defense. Okay, we got that. Are there some misses there? For sure. But I'm zooming out because I think that everything that gets Justin Fields to this point, right, where you're talking about Justin Fields being named the offensive player of the week for the good reason, 178 uh, rushing yards, only 123 passing yards. He was 17 for 28, but he passed the ball when he needed to. He did he did a, a good enough job of drawing the defense in. He was able to drop the ball over the top a couple of times. He was able to deliver a couple of darts, three passing touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah. I think the Chicago Bears might have finally gotten this one right. I think the Chicago Bears might have finally gotten this one right because now you're not just looking at it. A lot of times when you put it all on one piece, that's where your team gets jumbled up or messed up when you put too much confidence into one piece i'll say this let's take a look to the north let's take a look to the bastages to the north the green bay packers aaron Rodgers will just make it work we don't need to get him wide receivers we don't need to get him top weapons we don't need to go out here and re-sign Devontae adams he doesn't want to be here anyway uh we're gonna go get old randall cobb back in here we're gonna kind of keep uh, uh uh big boy tunyon we're gonna keep you know what i mean like we're going to basically say aaron Rodgers, you turn these guys into football players and how's that going No, I think Aaron Rodgers is also making some interesting decisions up there as well. I think that he's had uh, a couple of of, uh, games where 
I could look at him and say, hey, uh, not the best game plan that you've ever seen. But the Green Bay Packers said, Aaron Rodgers, we're going to pay you all of this money. We're going to hamstring ourselves. We're going to figure out, okay, what do we need to do to just keep Aaron? What do we need to do to just get Aaron on the team? And he'll make the rest work. When you put too much on the shoulders of one piece, that piece is going to crumble. And it seems to me coming into this season, the Chicago Bears are not doing that. Chicago Bears aren't putting it all on Justin's field back. They're not saying, you're the franchise. You're the, you're the savior of Chicago Bears football. You're the savior of what this team is. And that's how you get to an NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Because it's not just that, right? It's the passes that he made. Yeah, only a couple of uh, – hold on, hold on. Let me go back here. Uh, um, Receiving-wise. Darnell Mooney, seven receptions, 43 yards, one touchdown. Cole Komet, figuring out how to unlock a player like Cole Komet. Right? Figuring out how to unlock a player that we've talked about here and it's just been, ah, he's, he's blocking with this team. He's more of a blocking guy. They go out and get Chase Claypool, open up some of those blocking duties. Now, all of a sudden, we're seeing Cole Komet be able to get out there. He gets targeted five times, 41 yards, two touchdowns. I'm sorry, he had five receptions. He got targeted six times. That's what I'm looking at. Right? That's that's the things that I'm looking at that lead to Justin Fields becoming the NFC Offensive Player of the Week because those are the things that I'm looking at and I'm saying, okay, what's going to make this sustainable? What's going to make it so that this is, isn't just a flash in the pan? Because we've had that, right? We've seen that, right? Who remembers who remembers that first year of, of uh, yeah, of Tressman? Who remembers that first year of Tressman? How the offense move? Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, uh, Martellus Bennett, Jay Cutler. He's slinging the ball all over the field. Offense looks great. Oh, my God, we've got an offense. Flash in the pan. It was gone. As quickly as we saw it, it was gone. How many times have we seen the pop-up year? The, the quick year. You know what I mean? Oh, man, we're going to be Super Bowl contenders. We're going to make this happen. This is a one-year thing. Boom, it's gone. Because you put too much on the shoulders of one piece. We're one piece away. Oh, we're, remember, we were one kicker away from going to the Super Bowl. Remember, we were uh, uh, um, one... Uh, um, uh, we were just the right head coach away from getting back to the Super Bowl. We were the uh, whatever it is, right? One running back away. We're always one piece away. Except that's not how the NFL works. And so when I'm talking about did the Chicago Bears get it right, I'm not just talking about Justin Fields, right? Because you can see that one piece, I'll say, look, there's so much autonomy around the league right now that you can go to. 
There's so much autonomy in the league right now that they can that you can go to and look at and say, um, Russell Wilson. Why isn't Russell Wilson playing well? Oh, it's the coach. Just the coach? It's got nothing to do with Russ' decision-making at all? But it was all on the shoulders of Russ. When Russ got there, now Denver's back in the mix. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's, that's not working. Now it's the coach. Nathaniel Hackett, he's, he's not a good coach. Okay. What's, what's going on with everybody else out there? It's not on the shoulders of one player. Look at the look at the uh uh um now I will say with 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 the Raiders maybe a little bit different. <laughs> the Raiders, it might actually just be Josh McDaniels doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> the Raiders might actually just be Josh McDaniels didn't know what he was doing. I'm not gonna lie to you, because th- that was a playoff team last year, and now they can't move the ball in to, to save their life. And I'm not saying that coaching doesn't play this aspect into it. I'm not saying, but my thing is right. For the Bears, we've always been just one piece. We've always been just one quarterback. We've always been just one running back, one de- one one player on defense, one coach, one whatever it is, just one piece. And that's not how it is realistically. For Justin Fields to be named right now NFC Offensive Player of the Week and for this to continue, you have to have the collection of the Chicago Bears getting it right. The brain trust has to get it right. And I know a lot of people look at... uh, um, you, when you look at a lot of these situations around the NFL, right, you see that when they were successful, hey, guess what? Yeah, it wasn't just... Um, why can't I think of the uh, the slackers head coach? Um, dang it. What is that mug name? Y'all know who I'm talking about. Mike McCarthy. No, not Mike McCarthy. That's the old Packers head coach. What the heck? Matt LaFleur. There it is. It wasn't just Matt LaFleur. It was Matt LaFleur with Hackett. It was Hackett with Getze. They were coming together. They were figuring this out. And then it was all of them working together with Aaron. Right? That's that's what you're looking at. I like that, LaFleur. <laughs> that's what you're looking at. for continued success, for long-term success. That's what I'm looking at in Chicago. I'm not just looking at Luke Getze. I'm looking at, okay, what are we doing on the offensive line now? What are we doing with the receivers? What are we doing with the um, uh, uh, um, the, the running game? What are we doing with, right? Like, there's so much that goes into it, but it seems like, right, for the first time, and dare I say my lifetime, I look at every part of this team and I say, I think that the Bears might have got it right. Now comes the hard part. I feel like the Bears have gotten it right, right? And hit the like button if you agree. It feels like the Chicago Bears have gotten it right. But now comes the hard part. Because Justin Fields, named Offensive Player of the Week, he's the he's the he's the uh, 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 big name in football right now. Everybody's giving him praise. Everybody's showing him love. Everybody, hey, we're so glad. That, look at him; he's finally showing this. All Ohio State quarterbacks can't play football, huh? Well, look at this. This is how they. And then when it comes down to it, you still got to play football this week. And the Detroit Lions aren't going to sit there and watch you and just go, yeah, let's just keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> 
Let's just keep letting him be that great player. Let's just now he's got a target on his back around the NFL. Now he's got a target on his back around the NFL. Now teams are looking at him and saying, are we really praising this dude for running for 178 yards? Are we really showing him that love for throwing for 123 yards? The Dolphins' defense is terrible. Come do that on us. So while I do believe that the Chicago Bears absolutely got this situation right, I think from the top to the bottom for the first time, George, get the heck out of the way. Let Ryan Poles do what he does. He's got his team. Oh, by the way, and, and we just, we look at Ryan Poles, right? But like Ryan Poles has his checks and balance system in place as well. Ian Cunningham is an excellent asset to Ryan Poles and, and getting some of these deals done. I think he's probably big, right? Because of the relationship that you have with the Philadelphia Eagles, you're able to get that deal for Robert Quinn. You get a fourth out of them. They're helping you you're helping them a little bit, right? Like, because that relationship exists. So don't sell short the help that Ryan pay, Ryan Poles has put into place. But now comes the hard part of the NFL. Now comes the hard part of the league. Now comes the hard part of, okay, I think we've got this piece. I think we have the right head coach. I think we have uh, 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 the right offensive coordinator. I think we have, uh, we got to get some more talent for the defensive side, though. That's on Ryan. We got to get more offensive linemen here. That's on Ryan. We got to get, uh, I, I mean, honestly, right, you st- to me, you still got to go out and, dra- and draft a receiver. To me, you still have to go out. You still have to draft a receiver. I like Chase Claypool. I think Claypool's going to do some good things here. Hopefully, you'll be able to see more in the passing game with, between him, Nikhil Harry, uh, um, Darnell Mooney, right? Like, I think that's a really nice trio that you might be able to show more from. But at least right now, right, like, I'm just looking at, okay, now they these teams are looking at Justin Fields, and they're like, y'all really out here giving him this level of praise? We'll wait till he comes to play us. So now it's on your coaching staff because the talent's not going to improve next week. The talent's not going to improve the week after that. The talent's not going. Now you might develop, but I'm saying you're not going to bring in new talent. You're not going to bring in new players that are going to take you from here to here. So you've got to make the talent that you have on your team right now work. How are you going to be able to do that? How are you going to be able to continue to develop this team throughout the season? That's what I'm talking about when I'm saying, did the Chicago Bears get it right? Because that's going to show throughout the rest of this year. Okay, hey, listen, he's pretty good. He's gotten better week after week after week. The coaching staff has really done a good job developing him. That's what I want to continue to see every single week this season. That's what I want to continue to see moving forward every single week this season because there's still a lot of season left, y'all. There's a lot of football left to play. And just as high as we are on Justin Fields right now, we can be low, very, uh, very low the next week. If all of a sudden I'd be very low if Detroit comes out and dominates us. I'm not saying they will. I'm not saying that's my expectation. Don Byrne, the chat, what's going on with you, my guy?
I'm just looking at this in a situation of the what can happen. I'm looking at this in a situation of what possibly or, or how the Bears could, how the narrative could change just as quickly as it's been built up. I guarantee you one bad week of Justin Fields and the narrative will be right back to what it was. One down week of Justin Fields and the narrative's right back to where it was. And so I think you just, you, you have to continue to try and figure out not just Justin Fields as this goes forward. It's not just Justin Fields. It's about how do you show that growth through the whole team? How do you show that growth through the whole organization? How do you show that growth in the coaching staff? How do you show that growth in the offensive line? How do you show that growth, right? Like it's not just Justin Fields. And to me, that's where sometimes Bears fans get too focused on one spot, on one position, on one thing that's happening. Like the video, if you agree, we've been we've been so quarterback deprived for so long. We've been so quarterback deprived for so long. That, yeah, we got one, we got it, but it's not just on him. I'm a I'm a Cutler believer, right? I think Cutler could play football. I think that the Bears never decided to get him a left tackle. I've always felt this way. I've always been somebody that I looked at Jay Cutler and I was like, bro, yeah, he's throwing picks. Yes, he's struggling. Yes, he's he's. A, but why is he throwing these picks? Now there are, are there times where Jay Cutler absolutely made me eat my words, right? Yeah, maybe throwing to the same dude that keeps picking you off. That's not the move to do. Was that Dante Hall that kept picking him off? I think that was Dante Hall that kept picking him off, right? But to me, right, like, I almost lost the mic. The Bears just didn't do enough for Jay. I've always felt that way. Don't make the same mistakes here. Heck, I feel that way about Mitch, and I don't think Mitch is that good of a player. I feel that way about Mitch, and I don't think Mitch was really I, – I, I think Mitch is a backup quarterback. I think he's okay. But you drafted him second overall, and you said, I'm going to go get you a wide receiver. Hey, a wide receiver is not going to save my backside. A wide receiver is not going to protect my backside. So I need more. I need the brain trust. I need the collective to understand the situation. And you know what? It seems like they do. It seems like they actually look at this and they're like, you know, Justin keeps getting hit. Maybe we should go get him some more offensive line. Yeah. 
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's what Bears fans should be excited about. I love that Justin Fields was named NFC Offensive Player of the Week. But the question on the video to start this off, did the Bears get it right? And the part for me that I think Bears fans should be excited about is not just did they get it right with Justin Fields, but did they get it right with the entire package wrapped around Justin Fields? That's the question. That's the question. Hey, man, I appreciate y'all for tuning in to rock with us, man. We're going to keep this thing moving right along. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Chicago sports, how Chicago talks. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. Hey, listen, I know y'all like hearing from me, bro, but we had Coach Fluce speaking at the podium yesterday, and he was breaking down kind of what he's seen uh, from the Bears as a whole, not just from Justin Fields, but from the Bears as a whole and how he feels about uh, the growth of this team so let's listen in to coach flus man i think he's got some good things to say on this as well seeing as how he's the head coach of the team he's he's probably got some good things to say so uh appreciate you guys for tuning in if you have not done so hit that like button subscribe to the page man i mean if you ain't done so yet you might as well just push the button come on push the button come on push the button yeah come on push the button hit that like button man we appreciate you guys for showing love to the channel let's listen in to coach flus man because i i really think that coach flus uh, yesterday at the podium said some really good things, not just about Justin, but about the development of this team. Uh, good afternoon. Um, so I uh, got with the players this morning. Uh, and the week, like we talked about yesterday, really just reviewed the tape, uh, went through our goals for the week, uh, what we did accomplish, what we didn't accomplish, um, and what we took away uh, as positives uh, from the game, uh, much what I said yesterday, and then what we need to improve on. And then they broke up with the individual meetings, which I think is an important time uh, for the units to get together um, and talk about where they are and, and where we need to improve. And, and the guys uh, are always good in those meetings. You know, some of those are hard conversations. You know, when guys don't perform well uh, at certain positions, uh, which is the case every week, you know, there are certain positions or a certain guy doesn't do as well as he'd like to of, it's a hard day for him. You know, he's got to go back and look at it, and he's got to say, hey, this is where it is. I have to get better. Uh, it doesn't matter if that's quarterback, if it's uh, offensive line, receiver, uh, corner, linebacker, whatever that is. You have to look at it and look at it with a critical eye and say, hey, how can I improve? And uh, it's the same thing when you do well. You know, There's a lot of guys that had great performances yesterday and, and good performances and solid performances. So, um, And I, I was appealing to the team today is that we have to have – when we come in here as a team and say, hey, who had a B-plus or better performance, we have to have more hands raise up. You know, and when we do that collectively as a team, 
Um, then we're playing complementary football together, you know, offense, defense, and kicking at the same time. So, um, and that was really the main message to them today. And, and uh, just looking at it with a critical eye, the, the performance is over and how can we get better? And the guys are doing that. We just finished up with a, a walkthrough, a short walkthrough with the guys. And uh, offense went first and defense and then special teams in the middle. So uh, we got our corrections and our eyes are forward now to Detroit. So um, I will open the questions from there. What was your evaluation of Claypool in the uh, limited role? Yeah, good. I thought it was good. You know, him to be able to operate in that short amount of time to be able to get those plays down. We had a lot of plays in there for him. I, you know, I'm not sure exactly how many plays we ran with him in there, but uh, uh, he was uh, did good. We had a couple receptions. You know, had a nice, nice uh, force to miss tackle and um, did a nice job. Do you think this week this is, will now be enough time for him to establish a full role and be able to play the normal amount of snaps that he would? Be? I just think we're going to build. You know, just keep building more and more and more and what he can handle uh, in the game plan, we're going to give it to him. So uh, he's obviously an exciting guy uh, for our future here, and uh, and we're excited for where he is. Tape, what impresses you? Junior back on the field. Uh, we'll look at the roster. Um, you know, we'll sit down. I'll sit down with Ryan uh, today. Uh, the coordinators will sit down later today and we'll look and see what we're, our roster looks like in terms of with the injuries that we have um, and then what's best suits us. Uh, going forward for each position uh, and what our plans are for each guy. If you're watching tape of the game, what impressed you most about Justin's performance? And as a defensive coach, from that perspective, how tough is it to face someone like that? Yeah, just the, the athleticism, you know, and really the timing of his passing game was great. Uh, you, know, the, you know, I've always said this, his deep ball passing has always been good. Uh, he's always thrown those very well. Uh, the intermediate passing is getting better. His pocket presence is getting better. And then the unscripted athleticism, you know, the plays that he showed, obviously, with the 61-yard run and, and the, uh, the, key, the keepers and really his, his discernment and his wisdom to be able to get down. Um, you know, I know there was one where he, got, he had an inside run and he slid right, right after the first down marker. That was excellent. You know, and uh, he limited his exposure um, in there, which I think is an important part going forward. So being wise that way. Um, you know, and obviously just a tremendous athlete in the, uh, the plays that he made in that game to set the record uh, was unbelievable. So uh, pretty fun to watch. There was a sequence there where he dropped a screen pass, and then the very next play he catches a ball and yeah. gets a, a nice game. What are your thoughts on Luke calling his number again right after that miscue? Yeah, that's what the defense gave us on that particular play, so it went to him. But I would just say that uh, we're always going to do that. We're going to trust in our players. Uh, we believe in them, and we're going to give them opportunities. You know, it's like you know Cole took the sweep on the one play. Next play, he got the, the sneak. You know, so we're we're going to put guys in position to succeed, and we're going to trust in them, and they're going to trust in us, and we're going to keep going forward with that. I think four different guys carried the ball. You know, you had sweeps, you had flat, you know, fake sweeps, you had screens. Yeah, you, know, you were all. Over. Yeah, I think that's really a credit to Luke for sure, no question. But he has a staff, too, that, that, that put together those first 15 and, and those uh, really uh, creative plays uh, they, they put together, and uh, they're going to keep building upon that. You know, those things are really good when you can give guys different jet sweeps. You know, you can give one to a certain player and then a different player, and that keeps guys off balance. You know, you don't know, um, as a defensive guy, you don't know when the guy goes in motion is he going to accept the jet sweep, or is he simply just going to go in motion, uh, or is it going to be a jet motion and, and a handoff? So I think those creative ways are really good of stretching the width of the field, certainly in those plays. And those things open up things in the inside, too. 
um, in the play-action pass game. So I think those are all, all really good things. Oh, word? We just, we just going to – the internet just going to trip like that right there? That's how you going to do me? I paid the bill. I paid the bill. I paid the bill. All right. Um, this game, so I think those are all, all really oh, good wow. things. Matt, what's your, what's your level of concern with the defense, especially in back-to-back -back games, you know, without losing Quinn and losing Roquan, it seems to be – significant drop in production. Yeah, it just comes down to execution. Those Bruh. guys uh, in there were in the meeting. I was in the defensive meeting after I was in the <laughs> offensive meeting today. and they just Hey, hold up. Hold up. We got to acknowledge that my computer basically just went rogue on me real quick right there. My computer literally was just like, bro, what's going on? You working too hard? Was it, you need a break? Like, why, why did my computer just do me like that, bro? It just hated on me. <laughs> It faked me out. It was like, no, no, no. we going we gonna rebuffer real quick, and then we're gonna, and then we're gonna put this up here, and this is gonna be an issue for a second. Good lord, hey man, I appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love, man. I'm trying to, I, I don't know, I don't know what the heck just happened. I mean, I'm still streaming with you guys, so I know that the Wi-Fi works. Uh, let's try keeping this going. Losing Quinn and losing Roquan seems to be a significant drop. Apparently not. Apparently, uh, Google is having some issues today, I guess, or whatever's going on with that. Um, uh, good afternoon. Didn't seem like they were at first. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, uh, this isn't a uh, ongoing thing. Is he going to accept the jet I, I think sweep, or is he it. simply just going to go in motion? I think we got uh, it again. Or is there going to be a jet motion? I think we got in, it again. In a handoff. So, I think those creative ways are really good of stretching the width of the field, certainly in those plays. And those things open up things in the inside, too. Um, in the play-action pass game. So I think those are all, all really good things. Matt, Matt what's, your, what's your level of concern with the defense, especially in back-to-back -back games, you know, without losing Quinn and losing Roquan, seems to be a significant drop in production. Yeah, it just comes down to execution. Those guys uh, in there were in the meeting. I was in the defensive meeting after I was in the offensive meeting today, and they just you know spelled it out for them. They went through every third down and talked about you know alignment, assignment, key technique. And then we went through every first down. You know, with the same thing, and uh, they all looked at each other. Now I say, "Hey guys, this is execution. We got to execute better." And when I say execution, that's coaches, the position coaches, the coordinator, and myself, right? Because I'm the head coach and the players. We got to do it together. We oh do it no! Together. Did we he just give better. us a nagyism? Seem like a lot of open receivers. You know, similar to like the Vikings game, and almost really any game where you played a really good quarterback. Seem to be a lot of open receivers where, you know, rush and coverage was not good enough. Why, why is that? Yeah, I would just say that, you know, when you're getting guys on the move, sometimes they get in stack alignments and it's harder to get on them as, as you know, as you would like. Um, that happens sometimes, I think, in some of the instances you're referring to. And then the underneath cover guys got to do a better job of being disciplined underneath to get up underneath those guys. And, uh, and we have to do a better job reading our keys. In your review, did you scrutinize the, uh, the throw to Claypool? on the final drive, uh, and did you see pass interference on that? Yeah, like I said yesterday after the game, it really the same statement. You know, I saw it on the field. Again, it was the far side of the field. It was their opinion that it was. Uh, they threw the flag, and, and they're entitled to do that. And, um, you know, for me, obviously, the whole stadium saw the tug and all that before the ball came in there. So that's where our opinion is. But, again, it was their opinion. They threw the flag. Are you, are you talking about Jackson call that they made or the Claypool the call the nine Which one are you talking about? I'm talking about the Claypool throw. 
That's what I'm talking about. Okay. I just yeah, yeah. yeah. That right. yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the same one. Yeah. So, you know, obviously that one was early. The contact was early and all that. But, again, that's their opinion. They threw the flag or didn't throw the flag on that one. We thought it should have been a flag, and, and that's the way it is. Now, going back to the Eddie one, I thought the Eddie one was played – Eddie played that really nice. Uh, I thought he had a good uh, – I, I can't really coach him up any better than that because uh, he turned back for the ball. Uh, he's got a right to play the ball, and he did play the ball. And it was their opinion that that was defensive pass interference, and they called it. So, again, that's their opinion. Did you turn those in? Uh, we do. Yeah, we do. Every single week we turn in certain things that we think are, are good calls. Uh, a lot of times we turn in, you know, because there's obviously a lot of good calls that people don't talk about, you know, um, and the referees do a good job with that. And, again, sometimes we say, hey, these are the ones that we disagree with. And then we get feedback from them and, and try to learn. For a long time, that he's good at the deep ball. Yeah. Is, is, is that are the intermediate routes trickier? Is he just that much better at the deeper route? In your opinion? Well, I, I just think that uh, what comes to him naturally, he's naturally a deep ball thrower. I mean, the guy throws it on a dime. That's that's a skill that I think you have to have or you don't have. And I think that uh, with the intermediate passing, he's really improved on that. You know, because because he's learning the offense, because he's having better pocket presence, because. His timing's getting better because he's getting more comfortable. And uh, he's learned to do that. And Janoko and Getz have, nice, uh, have done a nice job with that. So uh, um, a credit to all, of, all of those guys. What's it like for you? What's been your collective assessment of your, of your rookie class through these nine games so far? Um, like they feel like they started out high. Do you feel like they continue to ascend? Has it been up and down? Has there been a rookie wall kind of progression. What's been your collective assessment of them as a whole? And if you can speak specifically to, to Braxton Jones and where he is right now. Yeah, I would just say it's been steady. You know, it's been pretty much what you would predict. You know, obviously we were put in a situation where we're playing a lot of these guys, you know, for this in this first year, which is great. You know, it's a great opportunity for those guys. And, uh, you know, Braxton, you know, has been good, been steady, right? Again, with a rookie year, you know, if you're talking about Dominic or Kyler or whoever it is, Jaquan, um, all those guys, now Sanborn's in there more. You know, so you're going to have some of the ebb and flow of a season you know, when you're dealing with you know, first time, first experiences. I'm learning. I'm playing different skill sets. I'm trying to block different skill sets. You know, there's, a, there's a wide range of things. Our scheme, based on what we're trying to do that particular week on offense, defense, you know, um, kicking. Um, so they're going to have that. You're going to have that. And the main thing is that I've been saying, you know, pretty much all year, I believe, is that is to keep your eyes forward. You know, learn from your experience and stack that away. And then good pros, they learn from those and don't make those mistakes again. Now, they might down the road, but not very often. They usually stack those away. Hey, I learned from that. I'm going to improve, and I'm going to make sure that that doesn't happen again so I keep improving my skill set as I go. Um, and that's for Braxton. Your question for Braxton, of course, you know he's got the same thing: ebbs and flows. He's, you know, he's going to have things that are going to he's going to learn from. He's done things, you know, a lot of good things, um, you know, to this point. So uh, he's no different than any other guys. How does losing Quinn and Roquan at this point of the season? How does that affect the expectations of what you think this defense can ultimately do? You know, at the end of week 18, I guess. Yeah, I would just say, you know, we have to do a good job of just putting our eyes forward. You know, uh, the guys on the field are the guys on the field that we have, you know. So, you know, Sanborn's getting a bigger role. You know, Joe's getting a bigger role. Um, you know, defense alignment, those defensive ends, are, their, their numbers are picking up, and they're, ex they're expected to execute, you know, for who? For the, for the guy standing next to them. 
you know, for the Chicago Bears. So our expectations is we're going to get better. Your first year in Indy, you made a big, at least on paper, a big uh, uh, advancement in the second half of the season. They, they got a lot better. Can you still do that with this team, with the current makeup of the team without? I think you can. I think you can. I think that's, that's the coaching part of it. That's the execution part of it. That's the playing part of it. So I re really believe that we can. What is it like for you as a first-year coach personally to see the me measurable and visible growth of Justin Fields? No, it's really good for our whole football team. You know, you can see, I can see growth throughout the whole football team. And obviously, you know, I said it yesterday, the quarterback's, you know, the number one position in, in this sport, you know, and really all of sports. So, um, you know, it's, it's really a joy to see him mature, see him get better, and him wanting to improve every single week. And his, this week's going to be no different. That was Coach Flutes. I love that. I love that at the end of that, right? They're just like, nah, bro. Like you, you're not getting that one. Um, we, we, we're gonna, we're gonna get this to the lady that uh, keeps getting her question blocked out. That's right. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I hey, appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us. <laughs> I was going to make a joke there, but I didn't have nothing prepared. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us as always, man. Hit that like button if you guys have not done so. Subscribe to the page. That was Coach Flus, uh breaking down kind of what he's seen from Justin, what's got him excited about Justin Fields coming into this season, um, and, and also just talking about the team as a whole, right, how this team has played as a whole, what this team has been able to do, um, how they've tried to improve this team, how they've tried to what what's the what's the right word right how how they tried to continue developing with this team i should say um and and i think that the bears have done a really good job and i think the one thing right for me that i'm seeing from this bears team and and coach flu's kind of alluded to it there but just talking about kind of where you see again did the bears get it right the main topic of the video did the bears get it right it's not just about justin fields the thing that I'm looking at with, with Justin Fields being named NFC Offensive Player of the Week and where we started from, and I've seen a lot of the detractors on, I think Shady McCoy was on um, Emmanuel Acho's show today. I don't remember the name of it. And he basically just was like, hey, he's not throwing the football enough. He's not actually making passes. He's not throwing it downfield. A lot of the same things that we heard about Lamar Jackson, a lot of the same things that we heard about a lot of these running quarterbacks that have been in the NFL, right? The guys that were run first quarterbacks. But I think the situation here is different. I think the situation here is a situation where, yeah, it is a run first quarterback, but it's not because he doesn't have the ability to throw the football. It's not because he doesn't have the ability to step back there and deliver a pass on a dot to somebody 30 yards away. It's not because of that. It's because of necessity. And I think that there's legitimately people out there who are watching these games and are really not even here's the thing, not even watching these games, not even watching these games. There are people who are literally looking at the box score, the box score watchers, as Hayes likes to call them, and saying he only threw it for 128 yards, but you don't see the fact that Bradley Chubb was standing in the back, uh, 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 or was getting in the backfield, getting past Braxton Jones, trying to bring him down, trying to take off Justin Fields' head. And so Justin Fields is swooping out of there, and he's taking off to get down the field, right? Like, people aren't paying attention to that. They're only paying attention to the fact that the 
Chicago Bears quarterback has more rushing yards than he has passing yards. And again, I'll say this, not to say that I don't want to see Justin throw the ball more. I do. And, and like the video, if you guys agree with this, right? 147 in here, 55 likes. Let's get these likes up. I appreciate y'all for showing love and rocking with the show today. Uh, the one thing that I want to say for Justin Fields is that Justin Fields is absolutely turning himself into a player that is understanding the situation that he's in right now. He's turning himself into a player that is understanding the situation that's currently happening play by play, minute by minute, second by second, whatever it is. Because there's people out there that want to see the entire picture developed already, and that's not going to be the case. Right? Like, that's not going to be the situation that he's in. Lamar Jackson's situation was Lamar Jackson was just taken off to take up because that was his best asset. That was what he was going to be able to do the best. And they catered an offense around his legs. Guess what? Three years later, looks like Lamar actually can pass the football. But what did it take for Lamar to get there? Took Lamar working on his game a little bit. Took Lamar uh, 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 actually learning to throw the ball. Took Lamar actually improving his game as a quarterback. Justin Fields looks like he already can deliver the ball. You know why? Because I saw him throw three strikes to the end zone. He's playing the play action really well. He's delivering the football really well. When he's got time to make a play, when he's rolling out, when he's not sitting there running for his life, guess what? He actually can throw the football. And I think that's the situation, right, where a lot of people look at, oh, uh, he's just the next Mike Vick. He's just the next Lamar Jackson. He's at that, Those guys, are they, they don't have long shelf lives in the NFL. Yeah, he will be if the Bears can't protect him. But when you watch the game and you're not just looking at the box score, when you watch what Justin Fields is doing on the field and you're not just looking at, yeah, but he only threw it 128 yards, you literally can then go, oh, but it's because they were about to kill him, so he had to take off. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to be the person that's going to come out and bash Justin Fields for making the right play in a situation. I'm not going to be the person that's going to come out and bash Justin Fields for making the best play for the play call that is happening on the field because the play call broke down because, oh, your wide receiver fell down or he didn't get enough separation or he wasn't able to make this move or he wasn't right. Like it's a completely different situation than what a lot of these other running quarterbacks have been. And Mike Vick was a run first quarterback. He was just the best at it. Lamar Jackson was a run first quarterback. Justin Fields wants to throw. There's just no time to do so. And so he's making something out of nothing and I'll be honest with you right and here's here's one thing to me that gets me excited about Justin Fields because I've kind of talked about the totality around Justin the 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 entire situation around Justin and did the Bears get it right but I do want to focus in on Justin before I get up out of here because here's the part of Justin Fields that gets me probably the most excited about everything else outside of him just being really a really good quarterback if Justin Fields continues to do what he's doing this season with the people that are in the building. You're seeing a quarterback probably in a Chicago Bears jersey for the first time ever that is not being made better by the talent that's around him, but is making the talent around him better. You're seeing a quarterback that is throwing guys into positions to make plays. You're seeing a quarterback 
that is extending plays so that guys can find ways to get open. You're seeing a quarterback that is making the talent around him not look nearly as bad as it really is. Like if you, I mean, you think about it, right? With our offensive line, our offensive line, and and, and they were praising our offensive line because Justin hadn't been sacked until like the fourth quarter of the game. They're praising the offensive line. But if you're paying attention to what's actually happening, you're saying, nah, they still getting back there. Nah, they're, they're still in the backfield. They're still bringing it. But all of a sudden right now, your offensive line is getting praised because Justin Fields is making them look better. You get Chase Claypool in here. You get Darnell Mooney in here. You're getting, you know, you you get these guys in here. Uh, uh, um, Nikhil Harry, right? And all of a sudden, right, you're not talking about these guys as, oh, he's a number two. He's a, this and that. Like, Justin Fields is turning them into the players that they're going to be. Justin Fields is creating talent that might not be there. He's creating moments for players to show that I can do more than what I've done already that might not have been there already. That's what big-name quarterbacks do. That's what the best quarterbacks in the NFL do. That's what your top quarterbacks do. They make the talent that's on their team better. There is, when you legitimately go up and down this roster, there's no talent, or I shouldn't say, I I, I said that yesterday, and I, I don't want to say it that way. There's not... There's not star talent on this team. Let's say it that way. You've got a lot of guys. Equinamia St. Brown, that's a guy. Dante Pettis, guy. Darno Mooney's a nice player. Chase Claypool, nice player. But you've got a lot of guys on your team. You got to have 11 dudes on the offensive side. I'd say there's probably seven of them out there that are guys. And yet it didn't feel that way watching the game on Sunday. It felt like, hey, this team's getting better as a whole. This offensive line's getting better as a whole. This, the, the receiving core is getting better as a whole. But then when you watch it, you're like, oh, no, Justin Fields made a really nice play there. And this isn't the slight anybody else, but it's just when you look at what your team is able to do and the actual talent that is on your team. But then you see how Justin Fields is elevating that talent to a level where you're competing with legitimately. You just had a shootout with the best offense in the NFL, I believe, right? Aren't they, aren't they top? Aren't the Miami Dolphins the best offense in the league right now? At least the wide receiving core is. You just had a shootout with them. And if not for a bad P.I. call, you might have came out on the winning end of it. Actually, if not for two bad P.I. calls, but that's a whole different thing. The talent didn't change from last week to this week. Well, actually, it did. One player did change, I guess. I, I, I shouldn't say that. You, you did add Claypool in there. But for the most part around this team, right, your talent didn't change. For the most part around the, the season, your talent hasn't changed. I give credit to the coaching staffs for continuing to develop Justin Fields. I give credit to the coaching staff for developing a lot of the weapons that are on this team. But on a week, and remember this, guys, one of the few weeks this season where Darnell Mooney did not have a great – I'm sorry, uh, David Montgomery did not have a great game. Armstrong. 
Your quarterback elevated the play of the offense. Your quarterback elevated the play of the team on the field. That's the first time that I probably in my Bears life have been able to say that. I got a lot of first times going on here. Got a lot of first times going on here. Especially with the quarterback position. And that's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm focusing in on. And as we head into Detroit, we'll break down the Detroit game on tomorrow's episode of The Daily Show. Um, so Don Burr, pull up if you're still in here. You know, I know you'll be there. Um, but we'll break down the Detroit game on tomorrow's episode of The Daily Show. We'll talk about kind of where the Lions are and where we think they're going to be uh, continuing to move forward and in the in, in how the Bears are going to be able to uh, devastate them, dominate them, destroy them, because Detroit is garbage. I want y'all to understand that I said it here first. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us man for another episode of the daily show hit that like button subscribe to the page we do talk chicago sports daily on this channel it's the only channel talking chicago sports how chicago talks so make sure that you get in tune with us man we'll be live for the chicago bulls live call tonight so make sure that you rock with us on that tonight we'll also have another video posted on the channel as well as always man it's your boy path the designer back at it again to continue watching our chicago bears content click the links on the screen to check the links in the description below y'all stay safe out there chicago Peace. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.